Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community. We focus on Magic Arena. This week, I've got a special episode. I've got two guests on the podcast, never before done. So this time, I've got a return guest, Keeb. Welcome. Hello, how are you doing? Pretty good. Yourself? Excellent. Nice to see you again, or hear you again. See each other virtually, because we're looking at each other at our little avatars. That is true. And I've also got Cresta Star. Welcome back. Hello, it is I. Hi, thank you for having me again. Thank you for being available again. I have no life, so anytime, I'm down. Well, that's the perfect podcast guest. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you two uh, are uh, famous streamers in my book, because I watch your streams, and you guys are fun and cool in your streams. Uh, uh, Do you uh, guys uh, know each other at all? First time meeting him. First time meeting here, mm-hmm. for sure. We're all tied together with magic, uh, so I think that what's, that's what will hold us together. Yes, God. Completely. Now, now the, uh, the main topic for the moment is, okay, if we've been keeping up with Magic Arena, uh, magic in general, we've just had the epic event PAX, PAX East, and they revealed a bunch of new cards, uh, a bunch of new topics, uh, a new trailer for the latest set, War of the Spark. So the the homework that I gave you two was to watch the videos, and then we we're going to talk about them. So did you guys do your homework? Yes. I'm not a delinquent. I, I actually did you one better, and I spent a good while looking into more of the lore. So I am ready. Okay, great. Okay, so magic's been around for 25 years. There's been a lot of lore that has happened. Do either of you uh, know any of the lore in any of the time period that, uh, that magic has existed? Uh, uh, Keeb, what, uh, what about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I have a basic understanding of uh, what's going on um, with it being different planes and uh, the, uh, what's it called, the eternal blackness? Or the something blind between- eternities? Blinded, thank you. Um, see, that's how much I know. See, I, I have the g- gist of it, but I can't give you the exact word, exact mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, so um, this actually, and I thank you for this, helped me dig a little more into the lore so I have a better understanding of the timelines and what's going on and what they're doing with each set. So um, yeah, I actually really kind of got into the Kamigawa plane just because it's ninjas and samurais, and that's just what I'm into. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I would like to see that um, get a little more... Um, a little more play. Uh, they did make one planeswalker from Kamigawa, which is pretty cool. Um, it's mm-hmm. the the script. What's her name? I, something with an A. It starts with an A. Irregardless. When um, I say irregardless, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I do know a little bit about the lore, enough to keep me uh, invested in it and understand kind of that these people work for this planeswalker, and that's why these cards are legendary versus sure. the planeswalker, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And what about yourself, Cresta? I'm sorry. I'm still learning about the Magic the Gathering lore. I'm a big lore person. I like to read the lore of different games and and then paraphrase it. And I can give you the paraphrasing of what I understand is happening right now. Mm. Long story short, Teferi got tricked. This is all Teferi's fault. He's the reason why Nicol Bolas is running a freaking muck. And Teferi's kind of like, please don't kill me, y'all. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I really understand of it. And that when the Eldrazi did try to attack, they didn't kill it. They just kind of trapped it. It was like, please don't move from here. And it was like, okay, (laughs) but when I do, I'm going to wreck everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's as far as I understand. It's like 
And also that the spark used to be stronger than what it used to be before, than what it is currently. Mm-hmm. And something happened, and that's why Nico Bolas is mad because his spark doesn't make him omnipotent, and he wants to get his spark back to that. And everyone's like, chill, B, it's not that deep. He's like, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of deepness, there's 25 years of, of, of magic lore as for myself like i played originally in the 90s and back then lore wasn't a big strong thing there was just like here's a bunch of fun cards and here's a a name or two that might be interesting but there wasn't a lot of lore until they started to get into mirage block which is where teferi was introduced so teferi's been around in the world of magic since like 1996 and uh so i kind of know some lore on and off in the 90s i have a huge block that i don't quite know about between like 2000 and uh, 2017, basically, but you know, you can go back and read wikis and this and that. And so I kind of know the lore from like 2017 to now, kind of, but I haven't read like the, the lore of the last couple of sets because it's just a lot to read, a lot to absorb, but you know, it's all good because you can kind of learn enough about it, uh, when you, when you play with the cards. So recent lore, Cresta, you said you're a little bit more into more of the, of the recent lore. I mean, I try to be, and like I said, I'm not 100% abreast of it, but I have basic working knowledge of Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. you know? So I try to be on top of it, and I'm not as good as I would like to be, to be honest with you. I would like to know more of the story, what's going on. And um, back to the trailers, like, I, the trailers really inspired me to really see the deeper relationship between Bolas and Liliana, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very true. What about yourself, uh, Key Betty? Uh, how are you, like, kind of on the a little bit more of the recent lore? Okay, so, um, yeah, I started playing um, Paper Magic again uh, during the Theros Gate Crash block. Um, so I got a little bit more into lore with that, with, uh, 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 with the Biden of Thrasa and the weapons and all that kind of stuff. So I, a little bit of that and then um, the Master of the Waves and stuff. So mm-hmm. after that, I kind of touched ba- lost base with it. But, um, Recently, doing my homework, especially for this podcast, I've been able to catch myself up and understand where all of it tied in together recently. So, yeah, I get what's going on. I couldn't, you know, name you uh, places. Like, I'm, again, I'm a I'm a concept guy, not, sure. a, not a fact guy. Not a, That doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm trying <laughs> to say there, right? Um, so, <laughs> long story short, yes, I kind of know what's going on in the recent floor. Okay, very cool. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the the current most recent uh, trailers, all about War of the Spark. So the very first trailer that was released, it was just sort of like a, a somber tease. It was um, uh, you know the camera uh, moving around this castle or whatever, and then all of these candles are blowing out, and it's got somber piano music, and it's like really scary. And such. So, uh, Cresta, what did you what did you think about that particular video? Like, did you what, what kind of uh, like feelings did you get out of it? So, I am a to to cross pollinate. I'm a huge World of Warcraft nerd, and <laughs> it reminded me of some of their older trailers, like right before things are about to get real. I'm gonna <laughs> try to censor myself. I'm not sure if this is a PG thirteen <laughs> podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. What I am, um, from what I understand, and knowing a little bit about the lore and especially the premise of the new expansion. War of the Spark is pretty much, hey, we're about to eviscerate all these planeswalkers, maybe kind of, sort of. So I took it as 
that pan in of the somber castle with the music. And especially when you have the different planeswalkers on the stained glass and each candle blowing out, I assumed and I correlated it with that each candle was a spark of each planeswalker. Mm -hmm. So I'm expecting a JK Rowling style. I'm killing all your faves. (laughs) And um, that's what I'm expecting. As someone who's new to magic, as long as Vivian Reed doesn't die, which I have a feeling she is, and I hope (laughs) not, uh, I'm okay. I don't really know everybody, but Vivian's my girl. So that's all sure. I'm going to say on that. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Keeb, what did you think about that first trailer? All right, so I took a bit of a different approach. Um, when I first saw it, uh, the first thing that stuck out to me was just the rotating uh, amount of Planeswalkers. And um, then it really stuck to me that those are going to be a lot of the playable cards that you can play in the set. Mm-hmm. Um you did just point out right now, Cresta, and I pr- appreciate you for that, um, talking about how the candles were the Planeswalker sparks essentially going out. I didn't mm-hmm. put that two together till just now, and it actually impacted me more thinking, you know, post-watching it. Um, I, obviously, it was moody. Um, it kind of reminded me of, like, Soren Markov's, like, manner a little bit. Um, I know that the set's taken place in Ravnica, but... Um, the whole like mood of it kind of reminded me of like the Markov manner, if you're in a lore in that regard. So that's kind of where my mind went originally, then realizing it was on Ravnica, Ravnica sure. and then seeing all the planeswalkers kind of just tied together the fact the monument monumentous occasion about mm-hmm. to happen, if that's if mm-hmm. I phrase yeah. it correctly. But um so yeah, that's how I felt just from the little teaser. And then um, you know, as we saw more and we're probably going to talk about um it kind of added to it so Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was really a pretty good reveal um i think anybody that's into the lore definitely um definitely took some stuff away from that Mm -hmm. just that little bit so i thought it was pretty cool sure now backing up a moment so soren markov i wasn't playing magic during that particular uh time period but to my knowledge he's like a vampire planeswalker or something yeah, so he's a vampire um, in Innistrad on that plane. Um, he uh, he's both, so it's it's really a balance between light and darkness. There, mm-hmm. um, he's a vampire, but those are, they exist and coexist with the humans and the other creatures of the the, the plane. Um, so, anyways, he basically wants to keep the balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so he created Avacyn, which is like the uh, essentially, I don't know, I'm going to use the wrong words here, but like a deity for humans for good, and they help him them fight and make them stronger, literally. Um, so, it, you know, Avacyn will make your card stronger if you were going to mm-hmm. talk literally about magic. Um, so anyways, uh, Soren disappeared for a long time. Uh, now he's coming back in the fray. Uh, Jace was looking for Soren um, to help him with the with the uh, Eldrazi. Mm-hmm. So long story short, Soren's it, it just gave me the vibe, like mm-hmm. the gothic vibe, and then that kind of thing. And I know he's going to play a part in this whole storyline so see what happens but that's kind of long and short of it well now that you bring that up it also reminded me of the last time we uh spoke vm you were talking about our Mm -hmm. favorite cards and i believe one of the cards that we have brought up was glass of the guild pack Mm -hmm. and that particular card really struck with me because you really said that it had all the different types of houses or i'm sorry guilds Mm -hmm. for each magic the gathering you know uh, color set, and I thought that the pa- the comparison or the parallel between the stained glass and the glass of the guild pack literally mm-hmm. really like stood out. Like you literally have all of these cards here and all of these different guild colors, and I feel like multicolor sets in this upcoming expansion is going to be super key. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the vibe I also got from it too. 
that would make a bunch of sense because they made the literal guild pack. It was, uh, I believe, uh, Chandra, Jace, uh, a Gideon, and um, Nissa are the 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 guardians, and they call them the Jastis League. If you want to go there, uh, so yeah. So if you actually think of it, because you know they're trying to fight Nicol Bolas, and then mm-hmm. Jace is bringing in Liliana to help him, his ex love, and somebody that they don't, they work together sometimes, but not always. And mm-hmm. now she's kind of fighting on the side of, I guess, if you want to call it go- good. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of all coming together. And what I'm trying to say is, your multicolor, what you just said there rings true i think i think that's kind of the idea of the set like every, we're all fighting together to fight this thing essentially mm-hmm. so yeah. we're and I, I like the stained glass because it really it's fragile at the same time it's beautiful so i feel like you're gonna lose those plane records are mm-hmm. they gonna resolve ever like i don't think so you know so we'll see how the set plays out but it's and fun fact stained glass is made with lead so if you kill one of these plane walkers they could just poison your people so you think <laughs> yeah think about the good side <laughs> yes there's the never beauty. really did the beauty and the danger of that uh, stained glass. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's an interesting point, Cresta, about uh, Vivian. Like, she was just one of the most recently introduced planeswalkers. Uh, so it would be interesting that, like, right away, if they kill her or a bunch of them because of those, um, you know, candles blowing out. And I just saw a, a magic artist on his Twitter account. He revealed his art for the Vivian card. And that was mm-hmm. like, oh, that would look amazing on a play mat. She's like in profile. She's holding her bow. There's like uh, these animal spirits and stuff behind her. It's nice and green. And then I tweeted to the guy and, I'm, and I said, hey, when is that coming to a play mat? Because that looks amazing. Did he tweet back never because she's dead? <laughs> oh, he didn't reveal it. I'm sure he's under an NDA and can't say anything about it. He repli- he he just uh, did a little like. So I'll I'll take that as a hint hint that yes, I know information that I cannot tell you. Well, if if you're gonna go with any of the magic story, everybody can die and come back. Basically, oh sure. I mean, the Obnixilis like was buried under stone forever and came back after losing the. the uh, I forget who he fought. I think it was Nissa at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Nissa, and then so. Nissa lost her spark and got it back, you know? So mm-hmm. there, there's a lot going on. I don't think anything's really set in stone, mm-hmm. but uh, it's interesting to see where they're going to take it. True. Well, this is a funny thing that always relates to any of this fiction. Like, I, I'm a big comic book fan, and if you go into the world of comic books, every character seems to have died and come back uh, throughout, you know, the decades of continuity in these comics. So, you know, when you first get into comics, it's like, no, please, Spider-Man, don't die. But, oh, he came back because he's a clone or whatever. So I'm sure they can have that sort of thing in magic as well uh, for, for the good and the bad. Because, like, hey, that you brought my character back that I love, but uh, I thought they died and I got all the feels and then i feel something else that's good for business (laughs) (laughs) so let me ask you too then uh let me ask you both uh would you feel that that first trailer worked what do you think keeb uh i do think it worked um again uh it made me dig a little deeper into uh, seeing what was going on with it but on the uh, base uh thing it really introduced the fact that there's a whole bunch of planeswalkers coming um Mm -hmm. but if you're really into the story and stuff it definitely like gives you the uh um it it's the hook you know it hooks mm-hmm. you so i mm-hmm. do i do think it worked and what about yourself cresta again i i again a, a big world of warcraft fan and i related it a lot to a lot of these trailers and uh i'm gonna swear here so i apologize <laughs> you're ready to bleep it <laughs> but in the words of the internet there be a shit storm a brewing and that's what i got 
<laughs> That's exactly what I got from this. And I'm excited because I love lore. And it made mm-hmm. me want to, as a newer player, dig deeper into finding out what happened. And with the videos you sent me, I did dig a little bit deeper. I have a paraphrase cliff notes as to what I think happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, it's all to fairy's fault. So <laughs> <laughs> That tricky time mage. Now, we also looked at the second trailer that was just released at PAX. This one's longer. It's a little bit more than two minutes. Uh, And uh, this one also is uh, really nice to look at. There's like a self-contained story in it compared to the teaser of the first one. And then they're confusing us with some like backwards time going on and then forward time and then someone seems to get killed but then it goes back in time and uh you know bricks fall on a little kid and it's kind of sad and then like there's an epic scream at the end and hey there's also music playing in the background licensed music which we'll get to in a moment but that one also was uh, a big reveal for more of this particular set so like what did you feel out of this particular video cresta so let's start with the top. Uh, first, you see a young lady walking backwards from screaming, and you see all this death and destruction coming from her. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's Liliana. And from what I understand from the lore, Nico Bolas was mind controlling her. In that instant, it looked like, like even after, from what I understand, Nico Bolas killed her brother. He like OD'd on her whole family. And in this moment, she was like, what the hell am I doing? What the hell is going on here? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was like a realization. What I thought was really, really cool was at the end when time started going forward and you saw these things happening in real time, Mm -hmm. I felt it felt like to me that she was trying to break the mind control. And Nico Bolas was like, you've got a lot of nerve. Like, like how dare you? You know what I mean? And Nico Bolas, admittingly so, I'm a root for the bad guy kind of girl. One of my favorite cards. I love him. He's a jerk. But at the same time, it's like, I want him to lose, too, because, like, if we don't kill Nico Bolas, he's literally going to take everyone's spark so he can be a jerk on the multiverse. And we mm-hmm. don't want that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Uh, Keeb, what about yourself? Oh, wow. You just made me think of a bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with Liliana, I, I didn't think about it being the turning point during that which makes a lot more sense to me. And thank you for mentioning that again, Krista, and lightning mm-hmm. and some stuff here. Like, I didn't see that she was, like, fighting. Like, I think, is that Gideon, the, the guy? Uh, is that Gideon, or is that, what's the other? But, yeah, I think oh, it's yeah. Gideon. Mm-hmm. But he's getting enveloped by Liliana's, you know, creatures. And then, again, like you said, she kind of has that turning point moment and looks up and she sees the kids die. And, um, again, going back to the lore that I was looking at earlier, Obnixilis got, got a covered in rocks those kids got covered in rocks which seems like a theme in this for some reason mm-hmm. um and then uh she kind of realized like what am i doing yes and then i think she's not i guess turning on nicol bolas and then he's like igniting her from the inside towards the end of it which yeah you're giving me like a whole different perspective on it which is really messing me up because i was thinking also about like so during innistrad like there became a time when Avicen was encased in uh, some sort of like prison, essentially. The Hell and Vault. So, thank you. The Hell Vault. And Avicen was in prison in the Hell Vault. And then, um, so good was, I mean, bad was kind of winning over on Innistrad. And uh, Liliana was corrupted by it. And Jace went to go plead to her to ha- have him help her or have her help him. And uh, she basically refused. 
And then Heat J started to get twisted by what was going on in Innistrad. Mm-hmm. Now it's making me think that was Nicol Bolas doing all that to get to Liliana. And then it's all coming back around now. Mm-hmm. Now what she showed me is it's really messing my head up because now she's basically flipping out of it because Jace eventually flipped out of it too and was helped by Liliana for it too. He became very paranoid essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, long story short, that's you're tripping me out because yeah, she, he's erasing everybody to get stronger, to get his power back, which he lost. Cause he's the only one that's super angry about losing a spark like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, and now he's trying to take everybody's spark and he's doing it across different planes, which is, pretty big so he's making himself mm. to be something huge and yeah so sorry i went off on a tangent there but that's really <laughs> making me think about a couple of things there and it's pretty interesting and i didn't actually get that from watching the trailer i was just like oh this is a cute little self-contained story they're fighting she you know she turns them on him and we're gonna see what happens but mm. really it's kind of deeper than that so i appreciate you for pointing that out i mean i haven't been playing magic that long and i don't really know the lore like that but I always see things, especially with something like magic that's been out forever. I never take things at face value. And I do blame the internet for making me very cynical. So once I found (laughs) out Nico Bolas can mind control, I just assumed that since he mind controlled and maybe it was something partially Lily wanted. So it was one of those things because to my understanding with the lore, Lily's thing is, I don't want to get old. I'm not trying to die. I'm gorgeous. I'm the zombie queen. Mm-hmm. And even though his Eternals, I think that's where from Nicol Bolas' yeah. planet, mm-hmm. they're like not zombies per se, but they're still undead. So she can control them. So in that moment where she's looking like, damn, you really out here killing kids? Damn, Gideon's really fighting with no buckler? What is really going on here? And you're mm-hmm. mad over your spark? I just want to live forever, and you're doing a whole lot right now. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, I felt like she was like, this is this is out of order. There, there are th- Every bad guy I feel who's not 100% bad has a limit. And she reached that limit, and she really had to sit down and, well, not sit down, but in that moment, look like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, Bolas was like, well, I guess the jig is up, and now I got to kill you. You served your purpose. <laughs> I'm hoping he doesn't kill her. And now that you guys told me about a hell vault and I see her body go on fire, or at least her face, mm. I'm hoping he just puts her in the hell vault. But knowing Nico Bolas, he might just ruin her life and make her old. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. There's just like so much lore behind everything. Um, I also have a lot of holes in it, so I, I don't know a lot of that. I've kind of read things here and there, but uh, some of the things that I do know, for example, okay, Liliana, she did start off like as, you know, a, a, a regular person. She came from the plane of Dominaria, like the original classic magic plane, and she was just a regular person. She had a younger brother, uh, but then uh, something happened where that younger brother was dying, and uh, so, yeah, it could have been Nicol Bolas in the background, but anyway, she then started to learn like dark magic to try to save him but whoops she used the magic all wrong and she turned him into a zombie so then that like totally freaked her out it ignited her spark and she then became this you know multiverse uh traveling uh planeswalker which you know started to get much more like villain villainous ish because Mm -hmm. like she totally you know she zombified her brother she went into the uh you know into the darkness she made a pact with four demons to get all of this power one of them uh, I think was Nicol Bolas. And so she had this uh, pact with four demons that she's been trying to break out of by, you know, doing it the easy way, killing all the demons that you were in the pact with. And the last one is is Nicol Bolas. 
Um, and so Nicol Bolas, uh, that army of those Eternals, those blue zombie things, that's a fascinating thing because those actually came from the plane of Amonkhet that we saw a couple of years ago in... in the uh, Dread Horde. Yeah, the Dread yeah. Horde. They, uh, they were originally like the strongest warriors in the world of Amonkhet that were like fighting. Amonkhet was like a, a, an Egyptian-themed set, and they were... Uh, like constantly testing themselves and getting better and better. And their ultimate reward was to be killed, to come to the afterlife. But they didn't know that they were coming to the afterlife to serve as Nicol Bolas's dread horde. So that's the army that he's amassed, the best of the best from this other plane to take over Ravnica. So it's like really epic, all of these things tying together from years of magic lore. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely, um, this is their, the, their Avengers Endgame, I feel like, for this. <laughs> story set essentially yeah there's a lot going on there and liliana also was a partner of jace for a while mm -hmm. um so she i feel like everything that she did do was initially for good which is why you see cresta saying that you know every villain has their limit i think that that's going to be hers essentially and i think she is hitting it so mm -hmm. good point i think it's just like classic literary man versus nature or man versus like a god or something that's bigger than themselves and like i said from gathering what i gathered from the lore and from the parts of lore i did read and the trailers and the videos that i was looking over mm -hmm. liliana is not like nico bolas as far as the good bad scale if you will mm -hmm. she's always been more of a gray area like i'm gonna do what's good for me i don't care about the collective unless the collective affects me you know sure, what i mean yeah. while nico bolas is like no, I want to be the most powerful planeswalker. So if any of you guys try to do anything, I'm just going to kill you. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's crazy that, first of all, if we all know Nico Bolas is a problem, why aren't there wanted signs all over every plane? <laughs> I don't understand. He goes to different planes and does this all the time and nobody knows about him. This is ridiculous. Y'all need to do better. If y'all going to do what you said, the Jace this league, y'all going to need to do better. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. this is out of order. This should have never happened, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm sure there's uh, some reasonable explanation well, that Wizards of the Coast has not told us yet why he can keep getting away with it. Well, what's kind of confusing to me is if, like, all right, so uh, the Planeswalkers are, like, say, one sublevel of power, and then, like, you go all the way up to Eldrazi, essentially, and, like, Yugen, uh, Nicol Bolas' brother, didn't want Jason them to kill the Eldrazi because he felt like they played a bigger part in the whole multiverse. So I feel like they're just tidying up this little storyline to get on to that bigger story. Hmm. Does that make sense? Because yeah. they haven't even, you know what I mean? Like they really are dang, they dangled a thread that they haven't even touched into right now. We're just resolving planeswalkers first planeswalkers essentially and making sure Nicol Bolas doesn't become the most powerful in the multiverse planeswalker in the multiverse. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, can I mean, he can't go one-on-one -on -one with one of the giant Eldrazi's, which took four other giant planeswalkers to take down, plus a slew of armies to do. So it's just, I, I feel like they're going to they're gonna bring in the whole Eldrazi stuff, and that's going to be maybe what the next set is mm -hmm. after. Uh, that would be... Not, really not to get ahead of everything, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I feel like that they're wrapping up this part of that story, you know? Um, because, yeah. That, that's what well, I that's the cool thing about the the lore behind all of this, that they have a lot of avenues that they could take in their stories. They could always invent new things for the new sets and such, but they've already built a 25-year history of a variety of stories that they can come back to and expand upon and such. So that uh, we'll see where our predictions 
you know, take us in a few weeks and months as, as the next sets come out. So let me ask here. Um, okay, magic sort of like is interesting because they've kind of gotten to the esports party a little bit late, to be honest. They've had a lot of chance to jump on and do a great, you know, uh, uh, you know, client and, and app to play Magic, but they haven't really done it until Arena very recently. That also kind of shows in sort of like the quality of their promotion sometimes. Now, everyone seems to say that this new video is very high quality and all of that. So let me ask you too, what did you think about the visual quality, the audio quality of, of, of that actual uh, trailer? Uh, what do you think, Cresta? you would have never been able to tell me that was Magic the Gathering until the end. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, okay. So as someone who's very involved in esports, a lot of flack gets tossed towards tabletop games. If you want to get technical, tabletop games have been competitive and have been an esport for a very long time. Mm -hmm. The rules can be a little confusing for brand new players. Once you realize the steps and each one like tapping, untapping when you can play. And so once you get the basics like that, it makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. Now that they've got it in a uh, video format instead of just paper magic, I think that was an amazing move. Now, as far as the, the quality of the trailers, like, like I said, I'm a huge Blizzard fan and Blizzard puts out quality trailers. Whether their games are good or not at times, it's mm -hmm. up to the judges, whatever it is. But even League of Legends has stepped up their trailers. And when I saw those trailers, you could not tell me that wasn't from a giant like that. You mm -hmm. couldn't tell me that. Like, especially the second trailer, Liliana's skin and hair look so clean. And I mm -hmm. know that's like such a uh, stupid thing to pick out, but it looks <laughs> so good. Like, Holy crap, I want more. I want a I want a movie. That's what I want. I want a movie of that. That's mm -hmm. what I want. It's so good. So good. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Keeb? I think they did an excellent job. I think they're really positioning themselves to not only take uh, Magic into even a broader spectrum than it already is. Um, I think their understanding and the real PR aspect of it um, and how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it's, yeah, using, you know, a very popular song um, and then... Uh, obviously very clean um animation let's be honest at this point like having the super clean animation it isn't the completely most impressive thing considering the fact that a lot of people can do that with a lot smaller teams now um but that being said the whole package was incredible um the first thing i thought was and this is for sure going to happen is when are we going to get magic the gathering the movie uh mm -hmm. it's there's there's no way they're not positioning for that um and i feel like these are all just steps into getting their like marketing and campaign packaging like perfect to get to the next level like a league of legends or because i mean magic has been around i used literally would watch magic on espn 2 they used to yeah. play it in like the 90s mm -hmm. like literally wow. so it's not like it's not something on cable tv it's not something that ha hasn't been around they just haven't figured out how to like market the pro tour and that kind of stuff and I really feel like this is a great indicator of the path they're going with it, which is cinematic and grandiose and make it so it's, you know, rather than a regular handbag, it's a Gucci handbag. Like they're <laughs> going that way. So um, I, I thought it was great. Um, and, you know, I have a video editor, editor brother that's, you know, professional, does it for all the big, uh, big commercial companies. So everything about it was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, makes your the hairs on your arm stand up a little bit. So it was a good job. Now, I, I must say, however, uh, Prada bag for me, please. 
<laughs> fair, <laughs> fair enough. To each their own, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm agree. okay with a regular bag as long as it works. I'm not spending $4,000 on a holder. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to show off that logo and the status that comes with it. <laughs> you right. <laughs> need a Gucci de- deck box now. Gucci Matt, deck box. Can you believe yeah. a Louis Vuitton deck box? Like, who is this man? <laughs> uh, they should. Some of the pros, like Reed Duke, should show up with something real blingy like that, yeah. just for the lulls. Yeah, that, that that that's exactly about taking magic to the next level. Uh, I think you're both right about that. That you know, uh, coming over from like the realm of okay, Blizzard, Activision, and such. Yeah, they've that they their bread and butter has been you know digital gaming and magic has been around 25 years, but they haven't quite cracked that digital gaming aspect of it. And from the stats that I've seen recently, okay, well that trailer got over a million views. Okay, well with some of the big YouTubers, a million views is nothing, right? But with mm-hmm. a million views to magic that's amazing and then also their streaming numbers they cracked a hundred thousand streams or a hundred thousand viewers which okay for a big streamer like well, that's just a tuesday but for magic that was uh, a big amount of activity and views for both their their trailer and their streams for their their big tournament so i think magic is going in that right direction about capturing a bigger audience you know more people uh in the game is more good in short mm-hmm <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest. Their game set the standard for all trading card games that are out there. I mean, yes. you can call poker any of the mechanics or whatever can have different names, or they can be dumbed down, whatever. And I'm not talking ish on any other game. I'm just saying, in the end, Magic was the first one to do it, and they're just trying to learn how to take like an old encyclopedia and make it into Wikipedia. If that sure. makes sense, you know, and um just to say about the trailer it's now at 6.2 million views in three days which is insane for a game like that especially one that started out as paper yeah to you know going in the digital realm everything you're saying is correct like Mm -hmm. they're excited that they're having meetings right now and they're like okay how do we continue this hype train you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. if i do have one critique i just hope um i've been playing a, a variety of games for a very long time and Sometimes when games are at the the brink of making it, I want to say, more consumable for mainstream, it loses a little bit of its community mm-hmm. to, that, to that sense because you're bringing in all these newer people and some of these people don't know how to act. And I was just telling VM that when I went to PAX, as someone who's played League, you know, and been in the World of Warcraft community, the Magic the Gathering community is so nice. Everyone there is so friendly. They all just have a willingness to teach somebody else the game. You know, they want to like have that legacy live on. And I hope, and I and I really wish because a lot of communities are missing that. I really hope mm-hmm. that that doesn't get lost in the mass consumption of it. You know what I mean? Sure. I think it's important for any community that currently exists, and if they want to make it to keep it being a good community to to be a voice to be an advocate to speak up to say what's right what's wrong because yeah every every community has toxic elements to it and uh there are some in magic at the moment and there could be more as it is exposed to a larger audience but i think if the people that are you know those that love the game authentically and want it to continue to grow if those people are active voices but like hey that's not right and you know hey we've got a we've got a certain you know, aesthetic, and we've got a certain way to be, I think it will be continue to be molded in a in a positive way. But yeah, that's a that's a concern, perhaps as it gets more popular, it's not so niche anymore. And therefore, everyone can join it, everyone can get in Mm -hmm. it. 
Now, the song that was a cover of uh, of of that Linkin Park song. I I didn't I didn't I'm not a Linkin Park uh, uh, like I don't I don't really know their music except for like their big hits Shame. or whatever. <laughs> Shame on you. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> I was over here listening to Nirvana instead. So sorry about that. That Linkin Park was after Nirvana. You have no excuse. <laughs> Uh, you, you know how, you know what they say you stick with music that you like and you never grow no one says that but that's what happened to me but this particular song was like the um uh cover version of it and i thought it was pretty effective what did you what did you two think about the the cover version of that classic song i think they did a good job um obviously uh if they i felt like if they use the original not only would licensee fees probably be more for them uh i don't think it 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 just had more, I mean, they opened on Liliana and it was a girl singing the cover and it was slower and more drawn out and it was very select lyrics from the song because, you know, there's like a whole like rhyme section of that song and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they definitely picked a very poignant song. Um, I mean, they're hitting on a bunch of couple different things there. I mean, uh, rest in peace. Um, uh, uh, oh my God, I can't remember his name. Chester wow. Bennington. Thank you, thank you so much. That just blanked on me. But rest in peace, him. Um, so I think you know, in the end, and it being the end, and War of the Spark, and again, I think tying up their storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just uh, apropos. Mm-hmm. That's the right word, right? Yeah, it sounded really. So. Good. That's the appropriate. It sounded great, right? It's, you sound intelligent <laughs> AF, so I'm with it. <laughs> apropos was I, the I appropriate. Keep it real though. Okay. <laughs> what did you think, Cresta, about the about the song, the cover? I agree. I think that getting, especially after the untimely death again, R.I.P. of Chester Bennington, you were not getting the rights to that song for anything super cheap. So having mm-hmm. the cover, the slowdown of the chorus, especially when you think about the lore and where it's led up to at this time, could it be? that that song is a double entendre for Nico Bola. Mm -hmm. She's gone through plane, through plane, annihilating them, taking their spark, taking their people, taking their armies, just to get boofed in the end. In the end, it won't even matter. Mm -hmm. Think about it to Liliana. You made these packs with demons. You turned your brother into a zombie. You did all of this just to die now. Did it really matter in the end when you had a stroke of conscience and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, or... Furthermore, think about the planeswalkers at large. Like, hey, we're going to get ready to fight Nico Bolas, and it's not going to matter in the end because he is a grade A bad person, bad dragon. <laughs> so it's not going to matter. Or take it even bigger. Y'all fighting over this for the Eldrazi just to put ha, cough on you, <laughs> and then you're all dead. <laughs> so, like, does it really matter? Are we like, I, I, I like, I like the whole idea of God complexes, and this is. This is one of them. Like, at the end of the day, who are we really fighting? Is it really going to matter? Are the Eldrazi just going to come after if we beat Nico Bolas and take whatever we have left? Mm -hmm. If we have anything left, will Nico Bolas beat us? It's like, in the end, will all of this really matter? Mm -hmm. Is Nico Bolas have a bigger picture and saying, I need all these sparks because I know the Eldrazi is coming and I'm going to kill them because you guys can't. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many ways they can go with this story, and I love it. I'm I'm here for it. I'm let it go. As long as they don't cheap and do anything corny with it, I'm okay with it. I'm ready. I think that's a, a great perspective. There's just like a lot of ways that it could go, definitely. And I really do think it does have that double meaning about like, okay, they 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 obviously pick that song. It has a certain meaning. The lyrics have a meaning, and then they have that version of the cover. And I think it's really cool how they're really sort of like. Uh, could it be this? Could it be that? 
um, and something uh, is something big is going to happen. So we'll see. We'll see where that takes us. Let's see if we can quantify it. If you were to give a rating uh, to this particular trailer uh, from one to a thousand, Cresta, go. Well, um, and you put me on the spot. I don't. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Honestly, not knowing the story, one to a thousand, not knowing the story, mm-hmm. and not really knowing everything about it, I personally was completely entertained. Mm-hmm. However, if I was a brand brand new player, I'd be a little confused. I would I would still assume Nico's the jerk, and I would whatever. I would give it a solid from to, you said a thousand eight hundred. Mm-hmm. 888 okay. let's just do sure. 888 yeah let's do that because mm-hmm. i think animation style was good song choice was good the story it conveyed in just that um ad was good however if i was someone newer and i mean it does drop the fishing line like i want to dig deeper but if i was someone newer i would still be confused mm-hmm. so that would that would be my critique on it so 888 is my is my score all right keep from one to nine thousand thumbs up uh what would you give it <laughs> Oh wow! I already had a wow! I have to do a little multiplication in my head real quick. You I got have number. bigger numbers than I do, so <laughs> work that ready. out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So on just um, the trailer and like the cinematic and all that, and like it just on itself, uh, I will give that uh, out of eight thousand out of nine thousand. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna give now on the realist side of me when i start thinking about how it's gonna play out in the card set with like however many planeswalkers like 30 something 36 or something like Mm -hmm. that and then just how much shit we're gonna have to excuse my language um (laughs) keep track of uh when we're playing i'm gonna give it like a six thousand because (laughs) either your planeswalkers aren't resolving they're not gonna have as much effect as they used to so it's gonna kind of like dilute the water of planeswalker a little bit Mm -hmm. or you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm skeptical. So I'm going to, sure. on the actual realist side, I'm going to give a 6,000 on the like, ooh, my hair's on my arm stood up a little bit and it's very pretty. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's 8,000 out of 9,000, but mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 6,000 for uh, just trying to think about the practical side of it. Great, great. You know, okay. Uh, I never thought of that, Keeb. Straight up. Now that you said that, I always thought about it like each plane walker isn't, created equal so i mean obviously a teferi is not gonna be the same cost of plane walker as um not liliana the untouched by death the other one (laughs) the other one that doesn't really do any i mean it's good but it's not as good as like a teferi you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like there are some planeswalkers i just assume they're just gonna be like hey you're an extra body Uh, so i never i never looked at it like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious as the, how the new mechanics are going to play into it, but that's all another conversation for another day. So, Yes, uh, follow-up uh, conversation. Um, there's starting to be uh, cards revealed, so we should talk about that at some point as well. But at the moment, uh, you know, Wizards of the Coast has started to create this, this hype for this uh, brand new card set ultimately it comes back to either if you're playing tabletop or you're playing arena uh it's a brand new uh card set brand new things to play with so uh are you guys hyped for the brand new set what do you think keeb uh i actually am so i got a little um lukewarm on magic i i, I probably burned myself out on it when mm-hmm. arena first brought it to my attention i played it nonstop every day after i got home mm-hmm. um i spent some actual money on it playing it 
Um, then I went to an actual IRL pre-release for um, Return to Ravnica, right? Is the, is the yeah. last set? Uh, uh, that was no, Ravnica Allegiance. Yeah. Ravnica Allegiance, right? So anyways, I went and played that. And then uh, I didn't play, I haven't touched much Arena recently. Um, other games have gotten in the way. But mm-hmm. uh, this definitely uh, puts me on the hype train. Um, I'm hyped for the state of Magic and uh, where it can go from here. I'm also hyped to play the actual set to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always going to be the people that think they know what's going to happen before it actually happens. <laughs> um, so I'm trying not to be one of them. So I am uh, on a scale from 1 to 15,000, 15,000 hype. Dude, we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> He's the conductor of the hype tree. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, Krista? I am not as hype, even though I talk about it like I am. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how it's going to release. Is it going to release the same time for paper? Is it also going to release simultaneously with MTG? As someone who doesn't play Paper Magic, who only plays MTG Arena, mm-hmm. I I don't want to get my hopes up and then I got to wait to get mm-hmm. it digitally because they got to do whatever it is they got to do. Well, let um, me uh, let, let me interrupt you really fast. They're yeah. actually going to release the uh, arena version of the cards like a week before the paper cards. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just changed my whole perspective. <laughs> I think we got a co-conductor here. Watch out. <laughs> yes. I mean, now that I know that, that makes me super duper hype. And I think that if you don't play paper this is great or if you play both you can get a feel for them before you go and invest in paper which is that in my opinion whatever i was going to say is a lie i'm on the hype train i'm the (laughs) co-conductor we're here together so i i think that's beautiful i've never spent a dime on mtg arena and the only time I've spent money on cards was when I wanted to buy my boyfriend something nice. And he's like, this is not what I needed, but I appreciate it. And I feel like a fool. So <laughs> now that I know that there are things that you can say, hey, you can try this out, test out this deck if you get the cards. Or you could just maybe buy the cards. Well, not buy the card, buy packs from mm-hmm. MTG Arena and set up a thing. I think it sets you up more for success because you get to test the card out before. Before you buy it or before you just jump into the sets you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a great way to uh play in real life if you're going to play in real life and you can get some practice digitally that's a great way to get started play with some of those free digital cards or if you're just going to play digitally um then yeah you're going to get them a week before everyone and here comes a brand new set uh sometime at the end of april i believe so uh we're all on the hype train over here well, let's also talk about the fact that if they release it digitally, all those beautiful people, aka content creators, will get their hands on it and they can get the hype going for them for yes. free Facts. a week before you go pay for it with real money in real life. So they're killing it right now. Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, if I were going to do it, that's how I do it. You know, <laughs> straight up. So no, I would be happy if they would uh, send me a preview card or like give me some money to say good things. I would say good things anyway. I give them all my money, but if they give me money once in a while, I'll say n- nicer things about them too. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny how it changes real quick. I'll yeah. say nicer things about you. Give me some money. Hey, at least he's honest. Some people be like, I wouldn't do that. Then they get a free Coke product. I love Coca Cola with all my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as we wind down here, um, I think if I were to distill, uh, you know, the the latest trailers and um, 
everything about War of the Spark into one word, I would say epic. What about yourself, Cresta? One word. Dang, I don't have a one word. I, I do. I have a phrase. I have two words. You can but hyphenate it. Harry Potter. Okay. It's magic, I think, is what she's trying to say. Is that, is like, that... I don't know. I, I'm a big Harry Potter fan, and this gives me very much Harry Potter vibes. Oh, like, shit's okay. about to get really real. Sorry, my language. But I'm excited for it, and I want to, like, actually, as soon as we're done here, I think I'm just going to go down the, the wiki hole and... Uh, Let's see where we end up. And next time you talk to me, I'm going to be a magic expert and I'm going to have conspiracy theories. <laughs> okay. So we'll have your word as Harry Dash Potter. There we go. One word. What about yourself, Keeb? Uh, I'd say tempered. Like almost tempered expectations. Sure. I, you know, I'm on that hype train 1000%, but as with anything these days, especially in gaming, I'm going to always uh, tone it back a little bit just sure. so I don't uh, totally bum myself out when it comes out. And then if it is really great, then uh, then it'll totally be worth it to have the expectations uh, get even higher once you actually play. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, okay. Uh, thank you both so much for uh, being on the podcast again. Uh, Cresta, is there anything you'd like to promote? Where can people find you? Well, as always, guys, it's like the third, fourth, 50 millionth time that you've heard <laughs> this. You can find me at twitch.tv slash m-a-d-a-m-s-t-a-r-r madam star no e two r's and uh uh if you come to my stream you can find all my other social media and uh we can talk magic for hours and just uh yolo swag 420 i'm done <laughs> what about yourself keeb i am keeb plays on twitch instagram snapchat and twitter uh the one name that actually worked on everything so it was great so mm -hmm. twitch.tv slash keep plays i'm a variety streamer come check me out i stream almost every day great thanks to you both i'm over at uh let's see i do streaming as well uh i'm over at you know gaming.youtube.com slash vmcamposjr you got to throw in the jr there at the end someone else took vmcampos and they never and they never use uh that account on youtube so boo and I'm also on uh, Twitter, twitter.com vmcampos. Uh, I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash vmcampos. You get some cool rewards there starting at a dollar. Or if uh, you just want to go there for, uh, to do a follow and get free stuff, I've got plenty of free stuff there. Thank you, too. Of course, that was great. You're welcome. I'm always down for you, VM. You let me know, and I'm here. <laughs> so once again, this has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena. <laughs>